0: Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast at MarketingMoneyPodcast.com. I'm John Oxford with Renaissance Bank, and I'm here with Josh Mabus, owner, principal, and marketing extraordinaire with the Mabus Agency, full-service advertising and marketing, haberdashery, whatever you want to call it over there. They they do that marketing thing.
1: And a handsome face made for radio.
0: Yes, and uh, the radio puts 10 pounds of redneck into your voice when you're from the South. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're talking about digital signage and digital signage in banks Uh, again if you have questions about future marketing entities in the arena send us an email at marketingmoneypodcast.com and we will try to answer them on future podcasts or at the end of these podcasts if we get them in a timely manner on any of your questions so today we're going to talk about digital signage josh i enter a bank in 1960, I probably see a teller row, not much else as far as signage goes. 70s, we get into some wayfinding, and all of a sudden you have to tell people to not do things from the end of the bank. They have to stand in line. the 80s, we came around with uh, posters and backdrops of such. In the 90s, we get into a little bit more digitalization with some ribbon board type items, you know, the stock market going around it looks like a light bright digital signage or the, the yeah, it's, led signage. It's led yes, yeah, not necessarily digital and then i guess in the new millennium we started to see tvs and, and digital signs that are vertical in places and, and tell us a little about kind of the evolution of well not as much the evolution but what this is and why it's important now
1: well the main reason it's important is the ability to change information quickly that's that's what we are i mean we know we're in the information age and not only that, but the expense. You think about 95, maybe, 96, 97, 98. We don't really think back to that. It doesn't seem very far back to most of us, but we're still buying tube TVs. We're still buying the large CRT displays. The place where we're really seeing flat panel is on uh, computer monitors at that point hadn't really moved over into television. You start to see some digital displays in industrial areas. But really, it's cost and availability and and the ability to change your information. That's why we had the digital, the quote digital, the LED signs outside the banks. I mean, 80s was the day of the weather outside the bank because you couldn't tell what it was like. And the time,
0: time and and temp.
1: Time and temp. Time and temp. And now we're in this ability – I, th- I think there's been a headlong rush into, I can go get a $200 32-inch TV and put it on my wall, and I'm going to put things on it. And now we have to ask ourselves, what goes on it? What goes on it, where should it go, and, and why?
0: And we're going to talk, as we do in these podcasts, about tactics to do that, not just the theories behind it, uh, which is why we hope these are important to our listeners out there. They're trying to better market their financial services locations, community banks, and others in that realm. I go out. I've I've got a bank. I'm a I'm a branch manager. Yay! And I'm I'm trying to make my branch look good to my customer. I go out to the local Best Buy. Let's just say that for example, I'm not repping them, but whatever. Or your local television. Well, we will if they will yeah.
1: pay us. Where wherever wherever,
0: and I buy two sixty-inch screen television, flat screens, big flat screens,
1: Sony, Vizio, whatever it is. You get, I, Sony and Vizio can also pay us. Yes, thank you.
0: And uh, I go and and where do I put those in my bank? Where should I put them? Do I throw them on the on the window outside? Do I hang them from the ceiling and let them rock back and forth? Where do I put these these screens?
1: Well, where the eyeballs are going to be and where there's dead time behind Teller Row, you know that's that's an area where where eyeballs congregate. You know, you go to a bank branch. So what's behind Teller Road? Generally, it's the drive-through teller window so it may be a big window so that may not be the area
0: i don't know i see a lot of banks i think that's a mistake in the in the banking layout is that when somebody made it they thought "Well, we'll put the window where the cars drive through there and someone can then work the window and if no one's there they can go work but you've created a visual dead space for your consumer they're going in their average wait time is a minute two minutes depending on the line it could be up to 10 or you know, probably not more than that. Could be a lot shorter if no one's there. But where is that person's sightline going? And all they're watching is someone pull something out of a tube, sign it, put cash in it and send it back to somebody or make a deposit. And you've wasted a great marketing opportunity. And some of that's a design flaw with traditional banks. Others is people just don't think of it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, the, this didn't exist when those branches were built. I mean, there, there wasn't a thought necessarily in merchandising and four-walls marketing. That wasn't the thought process then. You had to go to the bank. There was no other option. So not only that, but you, you know we know what these bank designs were. You had to feel strong and secure. If you ask what you saw in the 50s and 60s and up until now, because some people just haven't remodeled their banks, there's a lot of brass, wood, and brick stonework that makes you feel like this is a, a very stable institution yeah
0: we uh some of our branches and, and we're the bank that i work for that somehow employs me has a is 112 years old and some of the older legacy branches that i've walked into and, and we've obviously redone a bunch of them you should just have cabinets you just saw cabinets behind there just white cabinets what's in there well uh, forms brochures supplies paper right. ink cartridges and I started looking at them, and I said, "Could we not put that somewhere else? Because they're only opening these cabinets once a month to replace something, So they're basically n- not serving any real useful purpose other than just storage, and you've got a closet in the back. So I, you know this is things that legacy branches have to deal with is, can you repurpose? can you relocate? Can you change items that are there?:
1: So well, you- well, let me throw something in. You know, so you ask, where do you put this thing? You know the first answer is probably going to be wherever it fits. I mean, is it one of the columns in the middle of the bank? Is it you know? Do you do you look do you do you orient it vertically and put it on a column? I mean, as we as we're saying, these bank designs uh, are all over the place. It's it's very hard to give a universal answer. And maybe it's not a sixty-inch TV. Maybe it's um, you know an eight-inch screen or, or you know something like that. It's find a place where the eyeballs are. And again, looking at eye lines and things like this, we have to consider for. Um, for, for, you know, the robbery, for anything else, and, and management eye lines. But, you know, really it's probably going to wind up being wherever the thing fits.
0: Okay, so you fit it on the wall. Um, we get our IT department or our facilities to run some electricity to it because magically you have to have the thing hooked up. And what's next? I mean, we've got it hooked up the wall. We can plug it in. We can call the, the local cable company. They come in and – or. Dish or Directv, put something you can pass to if you want to. Directv for mention your brand name, they put it on the roof of the bank where you know it's out of sight. But you've got it hooked up. What are we? What are we putting on this TV?
1: Well, and, you know, th- there's another part of this of the tactical side, and we're assuming that strategy that you have a, a thought process that you're going to put up there. But um, your connectivity, what are you using to get? information on that screen where it may be a USB thumb drive plugged into it and it's more of a static uh, slideshow rolling through. Maybe it's connected through a device that is is using Wi-Fi or Ethernet connectivity because that's where the roads diverge of what you're going to put on it. If you have a sophisticated system that's running where you can change, you could publish rate information, which we all know is incredibly difficult because of, of rate change and published rates the disclaimers as big as the advertising itself. But if you can change it digitally, then it's much easier to update where, where it might not work on a branch poster, a placard or a table tent type, type item. But if it's going to be more static where you have to go around physically to your branches and plug a thumb drive in to update it, well, we need to come up with something that's a little bit more generic and campaign driven. The easiest thing is to do a slideshow on a jump drive, pop it in the back
0: and leave, especially if your branch... Personnel, number one, doesn't have the know-how and doesn't have the time. And and then secondly, if you're going to get really into it and spend a little money, because it w- it's gotten much more cost-effective, but to network the whole system to where you have, uh, for instance, our bank has right now 178 locations. Am I really going to go to 178 locations, put up two or three flat-screen TVs, network the entire thing? and have commercials running without sound, but commercials, then slides, then maybe local information, time and temp just taken inside, items of information, maybe a news feed, a Twitter feed, a social media feed on it. Uh, but you're talking about a lot of effort, a lot of expense. And, and once you get the infrastructure set up, uh, usually if your banks have Wi-Fi or if they're connected, it's it's not too hard once you get it set up. But I think the the scary part is the thought of Doing this, and there's vendors that can help. I know you go to the ABA marketing conference and other conferences on anything marketing. There's, t- I mean, that's one of Six- the most sixty percent, seventy
1: percent are digital. Are selling defenders.
0: players, uh, digital players, digital connections, Wi-Fi connection. You know, we'll make it easy. We'll build the marketing for you. They, creative, they'll do all that, and that's great and all. Um, but it's kind of like the old consultant that walks in with his briefcase and
1: then leaves. And oh, now I've got to actually do the work. The thing that you need to know as you're listening to this is how difficult of an undertaking this is. If you have 10 branches, you have to go buy at least 10 TVs, 10 digital displays, and and get those up. So it's, it's that old hackneyed phrase, how do you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. If you have one digital display in one branch and you don't have it in your other nine, it's not a big deal. So you can do this, but you need to figure out what the inflection point is of when you need to involve one of those vendors to network all those. It does make your life easier, but you may want to do all 10, if you have a 10-branch bank, with thumb drives first before you ever engage that vendor because um, that, that physicality, think of the stakeholders you have to involve. You have to call IT, you have to call your physical plant, your bank... President, your branch manager, your your regional president might not want displays for whatever reason, or they may want a particular. They may want a news channel on that digital display and not bank info. We aren't. We want to. We don't want to entertain our people. So, so there's many stakeholders that have to come together for this. So, the first thing is having that executional plan and buy in. We really need to back up and state that because look, we're dealing with people who who feel like they own those walls and those branches. And we are dealing with IT who feels like they own the connectivity in the branch. And then, you know, compliance is going to have to come in somewhere because what are you putting up in the branch? Luckily, there's one thing we don't have to worry about as much. We do it anyway, just as a fail-safe, and that's FDIC, because you already have FDIC information around. We go ahead and put it on our slides just in case you're going to be repurposed. But anyway, having that tactical rollout plan of what am I going to do? When am I going to do it? And who do I have to get approval from? to do this. You know, I can't say that sometimes we haven't just gone in and um, somebody just found a TV on their wall that was picked up from an electronics store and applied because, uh, you know, sometimes forgiveness is better than permission, especially once you see great graphics running on a display in your branch. But have that that implementation plan.
0: And you talked about what's running on the television sort of towards the end of that conversation. I often get the argument, well, people don't want to see bank marketing when they're in there. They want to see something on television. And my argument is, is twofold. I think there's a time and place, the old saying, there's a time and place for everything. And one is, if it's a waiting area, if I'm sitting outside an office and I'm waiting in, say, investor in an investment area or a trust department, I'm going to actually sit and wait for more than uh, two or three minutes, I do believe that might be the right place to have a network, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, um, maybe ESPN if it's depending on where you are, but you know, something playing that's a little bit more where you're going to sit there and watch it and watch it, watch it. But I think that's a specific niche you know, waiting area. I believe if it's Telerow, if it's a place that's transactional where you're on the move, I think you need brand marketing and bank marketing for many reasons. One is uh, the news today is blood, guts, and gore all the time. Blood, guts, and gore, terrorist attack. Zika virus, and that's Tommy. This podcast. Well, those are gone, things. Those
1: are things that are actual news. Yeah, and when there's not news, they're making up. You know, people say we should fear another financial crisis. Yeah, and that's not what you. want. And I'm
0: waiting in line to put my bank my money in the bank, or to cash a check, or to make a transaction. And I'm seeing is the is the real estate market going to crash again? Two thousand seven, and all of a sudden, are my,
1: people asking? I mean, th- I mean these these leads for news stories right now. Well, they're sensational. Right. And, you know, are people asking, where's the next financial crisis? Or is the housing, are we in a second housing uh, bubble? And let's use this analogy. If you were in a restaurant, you wouldn't want to have people uh, getting sick on a, on a display in the background or talking about food poisoning. So that's the incredible danger of, of just letting someone else pump data into your bank.
0: Blood, guts, gore, tragedy. Uh, all types of sensational news items because though it bleeds at leads. So you'd have that on your television screen. So that's one thing you'd probably want to avoid in a transactional area because you don't want to make someone do something rash just because they saw something and it got in their psyche. Secondly is competitor ads. I mean, you're sitting there waiting in line to make a deposit or make a transaction and you look up on the screen and there's an ad for your crosstown rival bank and it may be something that's better than what you have in your bank. I mean... Everyone has a hook, a, a raid, or whatever. It may be a CD special they decide to advertise, and all of a sudden they see it and they literally take money and go across the
1: street to that bank. Why would you even risk anything like that, especially in those areas? And we can make that argument. I could make that argument anywhere in the bank, but um, those are those are some some arrows for your quiver, so to speak, that when when those um, detractors of we don't need to be advertising. It's boring.
0: People don't want to see the same thing over and over again. We want TV. Well, the problem is they don't realize that the only people seeing it over and over again are the branch staff and branch management because people that make transactions, I mean, every survey we see, I won't say every, but most surveys we see, people come to the bank twice a month maybe. And they're staying in there for three, or four minutes. These messages are very timely to them, but yeah, they would get old if you stood, in a, if you worked as a teller, and it's the same message over and over all day. Yeah, it gets old to you, but that's to you, and it shouldn't. You shouldn't even be looking at it anyway.
1: When you get to the end of the day, it's absolutely a selfish argument. I'm sick of seeing the slides. They'll tell you that they need to to change way more often. I mean, a six month cycle on static slides because people are coming in only a couple of times a month let's say you've got 8 or 10 slides running i mean it can run 6 months to a year with and the same slides and they've set. seen it
0: t- 9 times or something Yeah, and
1: here's you here's a, a, a again another arrow for that that quiver that i use a good bit is when a when an internal stakeholder is sick of seeing it and they tell you that a new consumer has seen it for the first time that day that that's a statistical assumption But it's absolutely true.
0: And another one to that fact is uh, one of our banks, we had just put some uh, televisions in, digital displays, but let's just face it, they're televisions. And we had put a frame around and made them look nice. And we did not have at the time any uh, jump drives, USB drives, whatever you want to call it in there. It did have cable. And I came in one day to check out the uh, staff and see what the bank was doing. And they did not know I was coming. And I looked around. And they literally had the Food Network on, and three of the four tellers were turned around watching the Food Network. No sound, but they were watching the Food Network, and it, it didn't look good, number one. Number two is that you know they could be cross-selling, they could be cleaning. There's so many things they could be doing during the day that they're paid for in their job, and they're sitting there watching the Food Network, and not only it's bad for business, it looks bad. And so that was another reason I would say, you know, blood, guts, and gore, competitive ads, and then just the fact that if it's on a television station, your staff a lot of times will watch it in an inappropriate time. And in today's connected world, I know someone could say, well, what if it was a news update or what if there was a weather alert? In today's time, you've got a phone. There's someone in the branch will say something. You don't need to have that constant twenty four seven television pulling at, at you to turn around and look at it when you're serving your customer.
1: There's always a reason. I mean, somebody will always come up with an excuse and a reason. You start putting TVs in there, and again, you may reach the bank executive who says he doesn't want displays in for that reason. Again, we're not going to put those those items on there. And the person has a device that's that's accessible to weather alerts or whatever else they might be distracted or, or a distraction anyway.
0: And I think at the end of the day, you sell it to your. Uh, there's another cliche for you, but you sell it to your executive management or your branch staff as it's just another way to help cross sell i walk into the bank and i'm going to go stand in line to deposit a check and an ad pops across that digital that says make a deposit on your mobile phone with our app well all of a sudden i might i might not have known that i might have been comfortable with it. i'm sitting here looking going you know i don't even need to be in the branch right now and the person goes out, figures out how to do it. Maybe they visit the website and check it out and discover that there's a whole other way they could bank because they weren't a digital customer per se before. And all of a sudden now you've cleaned out staff time, you've cleaned out wait time, and you've made a more efficient bank all because they it triggered something. And again, different advertising triggers different actions. We know that. Right place, right time, right person. But this is just another, another tool and tactic to reach the person that's already a customer, already in your bank, and is predisposed to doing what you ask them to do because they're a customer.
1: Right. Understanding as we look what uh, to put on these displays, this is an area who we know who these people are. We know they're bank customers. So we know we should be cross-selling or selling deeper. So that goes to our sticky services, general awareness on those, safe deposit box. Where are you advertising those? Those are things that are there taking up physical space that aren't sexy that we don't advertise anymore but we know the statistics i don't i don't have the numbers in front of me but when someone has a safe deposit box with a bank it's it's a ridiculous retention percentage those are areas where we can advertise something as as john was saying where uh, you know e statements something that is beneficial to everyone that maybe someone just hasn't thought about that you can't do a newspaper ad for e statements. I wouldn't use that space for E statements, a broadcast type ad, because you're 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 touching people who aren't clients. We know their clients, we know that they're there, make their life easier, better, and do things that enhance the bank too. August 1st through 31st, ABA is highly recommending you
0: invite your lawmakers to come visit with you and see how we do things in the banking industry. Take your lawmaker to work, August 1st through 31st. To find out more, visit aba.com. Marketing Money Podcast listeners, I'm going to encourage you to attend the ABA Marketing Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, September 25th through 27th at the Omni. It will be a great place to learn more about the vendors we speak of, as well as marketing tactics. And who doesn't want to go to Nashville, one of the hottest cities in the United States right now, and maybe even hot literally in September? So please, if you have the time, attend the ABA Marketing Conference, September 25th through 27th, Nashville, Tennessee at the Omni. Another item in the digital signage area that we haven't spoken about are uh, digital f- picture frames. And they can be high maintenance, but I've seen some banks place digital picture frames on the desk of the the CSR, customer service represented. And so I'm walking into the bank and I go to the teller line. I see a bank of three or four digital signs, TVs. I turn to go open an account or make a transaction that takes a little more time. Open a savings account, uh, whatever you want to do. And I sit down and there's a digital picture frame that has the same slides. It may not have a commercial, but similar branding slide and product representation through a USB drive or a network drive on the back of a digital picture frame. And I think that's a, a an inexpensive way. I mean, you're talking $50 a picture frame and they'll last about two and a half to three years uh, putting on a desk. And again, the updating, a little high maintenance, you might have to mail out jump drives and load them onto each one and, and go around. But again, I think it's People almost expect to see digital these days, wouldn't you say?
1: Well, that, but I mean, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of branches utilizing this. And what we're talking about is the standard big box, Walmart, off-the-shelf digital picture frame that you you send Grandma Mother's Day. Um, now, there are vendors that sell them in bulk, but this is what we're talking about, is turning that to face the, the customer and and... Loading a graphic slide on there instead of an image, it's the same thing. It's a JPEG, just like that comes out of your your digital camera, and and using that as a as a cross sell mechanism. here they're opening an account. Oh, well, what about this account? Or what about this? Or can I go ahead and sign up for e-statements? Can I go ahead and get a debit card? I'm you know to someone who wasn't. It, it just opens those conversations that we all want our front facing staff to have those deeper cell conversations. And no, does it happen 100% of the time? Absolutely not. But for those times it does happen, it's absolutely worth that investment.
0: A couple of other things. I've seen some uh, more sophisticated marketers uh, use digital picture frames, hang them vertically uh, or horizontally, depending on the layout, and putting uh, small cameras on top of them uh, that has software that can then pick up somewhat the demographics of the person standing in front of it, you know, race gender age in a certain close enough to and then the slide will actually change to hopefully match a picture that looks similar in demo to the person standing in front of it complicated to do there are vendors that probably do it very well that's another way that you can probably tailor your bank a little closer to your the person coming in the door to your bank Uh, but again you know kind of buyer beware on that it's it's takes a little bit of sophistication and i don't know that you'd want to spend a lot of your time on that. As cool as it can be to have a, a picture that looks like me coming in the bank and that might be a product for my life cycle or lifestyle in that time, would, would, I, would that picture really influence me more than a picture, of, say, a female and I'm a male doing the same thing?
1: Well, What so. you're trying to do is read someone's mind. It's absolutely compelling technology. We've tested some of this. Very good for high retail foot traffic that has varying – types of people, uh, different psychographic, demographic profiles. But the thing is, you're going to see a slide or two anyway, and we have to predict what they're going to want. And, I mean, it's on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, Again, if you're already doing digital marketing, you're looking for the thing to upgrade, there are vendors out there. Intel is one of those who's made incredible technology, facial recognition technology, minority report type stuff, that if you're retirement age, it may, or, or I don't know, you don't need to sell retirement plans to somebody that's retirement age, but let's say you're in your 30s or 40s, it's going ahead and 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 sending those retirement age ads as you walk by. Incredible, incredible technology. So it exists as deeply as you want to go in this. But this is on the other end of the spectrum, on the low end. Like maybe you're this six to sixty branch operation and you're really struggling, you know, there, there, there's an inflection point of difficulty to get around to those branches. There's, you know, six is a little bit easier to get to, 60, I don't know where that where that break point is, and it really needs to be determined by you as an individual to go out and get posters and things like that. This can really be sold as a cost save, too, as, as you're trying to implement this, but you you have this device in your branch that you can beam information to, change it, update it, And and tailor it to to maybe not your whole core slide set, but maybe around Thanksgiving you add a couple of things. Our tellers we love kitschy stuff, you know Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving based stuff. That personally I'm a minimalist. I don't do those things. That's not where I gravitate. So sometimes I'm at odds with these individuals. Um, But yeah. Out of ten slides, we can drop in a happy Thanksgiving turkey. Not that sophisticated, doesn't sell any more bank product, but it makes somebody feel good. So it, it allows you those opportunities. And the other thing is that we've that we've kind of thrown into the side, but is hanging these displays vertically. There is something that happens when you orient these displays vertically that makes us forget that that's a TV. It becomes a poster, and you add in some animation where it slides from top to bottom or some animating in and out using something like PowerPoint or Keynote. Um, You're really up the production value of what this display can deliver. Other
0: ways I like to use is wayfinding, putting them beside an elevator, hanging it there, and so instead of having a static, you can actually advertise when someone's waiting on an elevator or the way in the bank. Um, so they can double as a tactical usage as well as an advertising use. Another avenue that when you were talking about Thanksgiving reminded me of putting pictures. Uh, now, you want to get quality here, not just random shots, but you can put community engagement pictures uh, and mix that in there to show that your folks are out in the community. It's also a good way if, if you're going through an M&A or some change in your bank to be able to switch the logo real quickly without having to redo a whole backdrop behind the teller. You can change the digital logos and say, you know, welcome to whatever bank XYZ is that you've become. So there's many uses for it that I would highly encourage banks out there to look into digitalizing, especially the teller row, digitalizing areas walk in. And we didn't even touch on the use of iPads and iPad stands and digital stands where you can go in and swipe and there's a Wi-Fi connection. You might be able to do your transactions there, sort of like an ATM, but it'd have to be digital. But if you're going that route, I think vendors try to sell you on certain items. And I understand an iPad stand and, and computer stand might look cool, but if you're that type of customer, you're probably already doing it on your phone or you're probably already doing it digitally with your personal device. So I I get the feel. I I get that it it makes for a customer journey that's more digitalized, but also get that wouldn't the customer for the most part, for the most part, already have done that themselves if it's available via that route.
1: Right. And where I would say you utilize those. I'm 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 actually for those devices, but when used very specifically. And that is having a CSR or some personnel who could work with a customer who who isn't comfortable working with digital and mobile yet, who wants to learn. Maybe there's a senior uh, senior citizen who comes in and says, "I really don't understand mobile banking." Well, you can't turn your your work display. I mean that and, and show them. A lot of times we're running proprietary software anyway. We can't get out of it. Proprietary software, so let me walk over or go see blank over near our customer engagement kiosk, and we could manually move people to things like e-statements, direct deposit, uh, direct check, you know, things like that, and and show them having it as a standalone hardware software interactive platform. I think is a losing proposition, even in sophisticated markets. Yeah, you're probably listening. You're in you're in the South, and 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 people aren't. I see it, yes, people might use those, but where John's going with this, that they're probably already using the device that they already have in their pocket. I see this as a, as a chance to have a hands-on customer experience with someone who may not get that, that digital platform without having to go through their device and being able to make a unified teaching experience.
0: Follow ABA Bank Marketing on Twitter at ABA Bank M K T G. That's A-B-A-B-A-N-K-M-K-T-G with the at sign in front to follow anything on Twitter to do with ABA Bank Marketing.
1: Hey guys, ABABankmarketing.com is your source for bank marketing news, updates, and more. ababankmarketing.com
0: All right, here we are on Marketing Money Podcast and marketingmoneypodcast.com. We're finishing up a discussion on digital signage that goes along with the ability to cross-sell, put it on a screen. Television, some people say it's a digital display platform, but really it's just a television. Sometimes it's hung vertically, which gives it the certain je ne sais quoi of something different, but it's a television. It's just repurposed and put sideways. Tell us some tips to final up this podcast.
1: One, don't be intimidated by this. I I don't know what your age or or, or level of sophistication with this might be. As John says, these are just TVs. They're just hanging up. Maybe you need some help. But work on your constituency. Work on those stakeholders who you're going to have to get approval from. Start slow. Uh, Look at each branch individually. There's no reason I would ever recommend one day having this concerted, open in every bank Every bank branch has a television in it. There's no reason to do that. You can work through them piecemeal. Understand your target audience. This is our best target audience that you should know the most about. Know what products that we can sell to those clients who are already our clients or who are becoming a client. And then just go out and do it. Again, maybe you find a vendor. Um, I'm absolutely for expanding your staff by using vendors. Uh, but know what you're doing before you go into it. Know that this isn't an intimidating thing, that these are TVs, that this is software running it. And if you want to, you can run this for the long haul by hanging TVs and just putting a thumb drive in most televisions. And, and ma- even if you had to mail, I mean, thumb drives are two bucks now, okay? You can get a gig thumb drive, I don't know, for, for a little of nothing. You, you run two per branch, you mail them one they plug it in, they mail you the other one back, then you just rotate through those. This Don't be intimidated by this technology. It is, it is not high tech. And I agree with everything he just said. And let
0: me add a few other things. Uh, if you have an argument over cable versus putting your own marketing up there, wow, wow, we're going to get tired of it. That is not true at all. The customer only visits the branch two, three times a month unless there's uh, some high traffic coin-operating laundry mat owner or something like that. It's going to be your, you know, check cashier or someone coming in for a transaction. So they're probably seeing the ads over a year, maybe three or four times. So you don't even have to change them that often. Um, along along with the fact that you can see blood guts and gore, sensationalized news while you're waiting in line. You don't want your uh, your customers being alarmed and make some irrational decision while they're in the bank about their money. Also, you don't want competitor competitor ads in your bank who wants to see a better offer than your bank have that might be some campaign they're running to pull customers from you and also it, it would take away from your ability to cross-sell. You might hit on a certain cycle or hit a certain note in someone's head that they were thinking, you know what, I really need, I do need to open a HELOC this spring to repair my fence or repaint my house and I just haven't gotten around to doing that yet and you just reminded me or I need a savings account for my uh, child who's going to go to college one day and I just haven't had the time to do it and now here I am in the branch and you just reminded me that that was on my list to do. Uh, so again, Keep the blood, guts, and gore out. Keep the sensationalized news out. Keep your competitors out while at the same time keeping your customers in with the ability to cross-sell. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Mr. Mabus?
1: Go out and um, go to your electronics store. Buy one and put it in.
0: Buy one, put it in. Start small. Uh, Network, if possible. Work with some of those great vendors out there that sell this product and you can network the whole thing or you can simply just use a jump drive with a slideshow. If you have any questions, marketingmoneypodcast.com. Send us an
1: email. Just fill out the form at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Those questions come straight to us, and they might pop up on a future podcast. Yeah, and we'll answer them and try to get back
0: with you. So once again, this is John Oxford with Renaissance Bank and Josh Mabus of the Mabus-HC for Marketing Money Podcast and marketingmoneypodcast.com. Thanks for listening today on Digital Signage. We hope to come back with another message on how you can better market your financial services, community bank, and other areas of finance in the near future.